All right, next up. Nick on his tipping problem. I was like, well, you know what? I got to give this guy a heck of a tip. And I, I pulled out my wallet, and I had just tipped the, the folks at the counter at Master Pizza. And it was at that point that I realized I could either give a $1 tip, which didn't feel commensurate with the work this guy was going to have to do. He was putting cardio in on my order, okay? Or the only other thing I had in my wallet was a $10 bill. And so I'm like juggling like, I mean, $10? Is it really $10? You know, you start to get into those things. And finally, I like kind of had to tell myself, like, being a bit of an a-hole. It's $10. Like, that's it's $10 that you didn't put towards anything. Just And you know what? Take the, the extra dollar and tip him 11 bucks. Like, it'll hopefully, it'll make his day, and that's a tough job, and then you'll realize you didn't short the guy, and you won't feel bad about it for the rest of the weekend. And so, I took out the the $11, I, I placed my order, and then I waited. And I waited because of something I'm deeply ashamed of. I am not, I don't need you to acknowledge, most of the time, that I have given you a good tip. I just like to give a nice tip and just be on with my way. All right? I do. I don't I don't need validation. For some reason, in this moment, it was the end of a long week. I'm starting to, to justify it. I needed for him to see me tip him that money. I don't think that's weird. If I tipped $11 on a $20 order... I would probably need to see the person see me put it in there as well. Now, the worry is that you do what... I think it was a Seinfeld episode, right? Where he reaches in and he gives the tip and then nobody sees the tip happen, so they try to take the tip out so that they can put the tip back in and they can watch them see it. That is That would be the true worry. And the person thought that they were stealing from the tip jar. That would be the true worry, right? You're like, oh, wait, I gave this massive tip. You turned right at the moment where I was given the tip. But here's the other part of this, though. Here's why I wouldn't fret it. Sometimes people don't want to have to acknowledge you giving off the tip. And so what they'll do, they know you're going to put the tip in there. They see you going for your wallet and taking out the dollar bills. They know what you're doing. You get acknowledgement from them that you tip them. It happens, but they don't want to be the person that says, hey, thanks for the tip. Because that's a little awkward sometimes. And I don't blame anybody in that position that wouldn't want to do that. I was in the service industry. I, I know it. It, it. Like, it sucks sometimes to have to... You're not groveling for a tip, but to have to be like, hey, thanks for the tip. Especially in, in that type of setting where if it is a jar, the way that he was suggesting, those tips are probably pulled all together and they probably... It, like, the buy-in share is not going directly to that person, but then that person would have to, like, basically be like, oh, wow, big spender with that $11. Thank you so much. How can I ever repay you? Sometimes people just don't want to do that. Uh, you said it yourself, Nick. The guy is putting in a lot of work. He, he broke a sweat back out there, getting all the, the, the pop and everything else that you needed for your family. Uh, give him a break. Dude didn't want to acknowledge the tip. I don't blame him. Some people are that way. I'd probably be that way, too. I'd be like, I don't want to acknowledge every person that tips in the jar. It's nice. It's a good gesture, but we're splitting these tips. I'm walking home with $4. I don't want to. I don't want to be the person that for seven hours has to be like, "Thank you so much. Thank you for that tip." <laughs> Next up, Baskin on the Browns media darlings. I want to talk to you about the Browns. 
suddenly they've become very likable to the national media. Isn't that funny? Because I got to tell you, when the Browns decided to get Deshaun Watson, uh, they were public enemy one. And now on your team is the media darlings of the country, all because of the defense. Are we down with it, or do we want to keep them out, these Johnny-come-latelys? I love the Johnny-come-latelys. I, I don't know. Did I start a feud with Daryl Ryder and the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland cast? Is that, did I start something there? I asked Daryl for his thoughts on Baskin's opinion there, that we were the media darlings, and he was like, whoa. I wouldn't go that far. Now, here's where I'll give some credit to Baskin in this discussion is that, you know, I'm going to play a clip for you guys later on tonight. J.J. Watt was genuflecting at the altar of the Browns defense. Like, J.J. Watt was all about what the Browns defense can be. I think there's got to be a distinction and a separation there, though. And, and you got you to live with the idea that the Browns defense and the Browns offense are going to be treated as two different entities. So the media is going to fall in love with the Browns' defense while completely dismissing the Browns' offense until they get to a point where they have to acknowledge what the Browns' offense is doing. And right now, they don't have to. We're not at that point. I wish we were. We're not at that point. But the defense, you can't ignore. We're putting up the best numbers defensively that the NFL has seen in in 50 years. 1971. Uh, a Colts team in 1971, by the way, even though we're playing the Colts this weekend. It was the Colts in 1971. Uh, you just can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. So I don't know that it's necessarily a reflection of the Browns as a whole. More so, it's a reflection of the Browns' defense. And that's what people are falling in love with. All right, next up, Ken and Lima on Lima's viral moment from yesterday. There was one thing that it did. It galvanized the anti-Stefanski group. Because I just, I saw it for the rest of the day. Well, we 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 gotta call a loser a loser. We, I'm going, guys. No, 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 no. And what you said was true. It's not that we can't. And people miss this during your rant. I don't know why. Other hosts on the station miss this during your rant. It's not that you cannot call in anymore and say to fire Kevin Stefanski. Well, I will disagree with you for a plethora of reasons. Because I don't want to just fire guys out of anger. Because I think that's crazy. It's that they beat the San Francisco 49ers and there should be some credit given. And to go there and be ticky-tack and try to find reasons to still fire the guy is is borderline insane. Mm -hmm. It is insane. So I give you that credit of what you did, even though some people just miss that. Again, including coworkers, I got to tell you, uh, seem to miss that, that part of your message there yesterday. Yeah, I heard but, it, but man, it, it seemed to galvanize those anti-Stefanski Well, folks, it's man. the it's it, it, nobody wants to be told how to think, even though we secretly are told all the time what to think, and that's why we watch certain cable news networks uh, because we love we love endorsing that. Continue, but the the double down, right? The double down. I yeah. told you yesterday, Dante Whitner made a mistake. He shouldn't have taken back anything he said about the Browns defense. He should just double down because that's what people do in the media today. They just they just get more more into their argument. And they try to find other reasons. And that's what fans were doing yesterday. I don't know if I was the co-worker they were talking about there. Uh, anytime they say co-worker like that, I just assume they're talking about Nick. But I don't remember Nick's thoughts on it. I remember my thoughts on it. And uh, my thoughts, they probably could have been talking to me. Here's the here's what happened, though. You can't say that uh, co-workers got confused with Lima's request. Lima's request was, don't call into the show if you're going to try to fire Kevin Stefanski. And then he said for the next month, he didn't want to hear it. Like, I, there's no misinterpretation there. You can try to walk it back and take it back whatever way you want, but that's not how it went down. 
And it was a smart move of them today to open the show saying, we want calls. We're not trying to, you know, banish calls forever based off Stefanski because they realized Stefanski needs to be an ever-evolving part of the discussion for the Browns this year. He is. You got to find out about Deshaun. You got to find out about uh, Stefanski. These are the things you got to find out about this year. You can't just go a whole month without discussing it. It doesn't work that way. I agree with the second part of what they had to say, though. I do agree with that. 100% I do. But uh, no, if they were talking about me in there, and I don't know that they were, but hell, I, I might as well have been looped into that. I don't know what to tell you. Your words were pretty apparent. All right, next up. Nick on NIL and college athletes. It's never hard to root for any other segment of the population that makes incredible amounts of money while being incredibly young. It's just interesting how that works out. Sports is the only place where we lose our ability to connect with an athlete or a a young person because of the money that they make and the increase in money they make. I just think that's really interesting. I just think you could you could you could ask yourself a question like why is that? Why is that different than when Mark Zuckerberg becomes a billionaire at Harvard? Why? What could be the difference between Mark Zuckerberg and I don't know uh defensive tackle star at West Virginia? Huh? Beats me. What I will say is to me, I have not heard, and Danny Cannell uh, has had some things to say about NIL. We're going to talk with him and the transfer portal. We're going to talk with him coming up at 520. And I just, for everybody that's an expert on college football, I just would like to know how how much worse college athletics has actually gotten and how much, how, how much, how much closer we are to losing college athletics in college football because of NIL and the transfer portal. Because it would seem to me that while the conferences are realigning, it sure seems like the schools are making an awful lot of money. Yeah, it's not wrong. All right, for more on that, we'll talk to our good buddy, Brendan Gulick. Can you set up not only for the NIL and the, the big discussion today around politicians in West Virginia involving themselves in the NIL, but also where exactly does Ohio State stand as we get set to take on Penn State coming up this weekend? First, though, Indianapolis has proved that you never know what's going to happen on Sunday during the football season. Get the national perspective on what might happen this week, Friday night at 7, with kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valeni. Listen on the Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Brendan Gulick coming your way next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan.